and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and with me, thanks to the magic of the internet, are my beautiful co-hosts and two absolute rays of sunshine, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Legui. Hi, pals. Hi. Not not too much of the power of internet, though. <laughs> yeah, the un- internet is failing us a little today, but that's we're, fine. We're cranking it to 11 and pushing forward. Okay. In this moment of global uncertainty and anxiety, we could all use a little pick-me-up. So this week, we decided to take a look at some of the shows and movies that give us the warm fuzzies and make everything okay. Today, we're talking about our feel-good watches. And don't forget, the show is called Spoiler Alert, so be sure to look out for spoilers like this one. Remy the Rat is, like, a really good cook. With that out of the way... delicious. (laughs) <laughs> what are some of your go-to feel-good watches, boys? Okay, I have to ask a question before we start. Yeah. Because there are there are movies on my list that make me feel good, but are not feel-good movies. Okay. Okay, well then, if that's the case, uh, number <laughs> one on the list is, of course, Star Wars. Uh, not all of them, because some of them make me sad and mad. But uh, the original three, I, you know, I could watch, if, if Jeremy gets sick... Or gets put in under quarantine. He's watching those 20 to 30 times. Have you watched them yet? Wow. This uh, quarantine? I, no, because uh, there's been lots of other um, Star Wars content that's still good. I rewatched The Mandalorian, of course, which mm. I've praised because it deserves it. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, there's a ton of Star Wars content. I'm still not finished the animated kids television show, which is also getting quite dark. <laughs> Clone Wars? <laughs> yes, also very good. But uh, I'm working my way through it, and uh, once I run out, I will. I think I'm probably going to watch them all in some sort of logical order, because... But, uh, yeah, right at the top of the list is Star Wars, which no one is surprised about. No. No, not at all. Sean, what about you? Um, So I have a few that also don't fit the, like, they make me feel comfort, but they might not do that for everybody. And, like, one of them is Jurassic Park. Mm. where it's like i don't know why but it's like a warm hug you just like it's the things where you know every like inch of what's going to happen and you and even like the violence is so comforting to you so that's one <laughs> um and also actually i just watched both the kill bills volume one and two. Oh, nice because uh, it has the same sort of effect for me especially number one i really like that film uh number two is not as as good for me as the first one but uh it's just the type of film that i can like just sidle in and watch and then of course i actually have a billion (laughs) um but like and then if we're talking some some comedies Mm -hmm. uh always will love first wives club always will love a league of our own sister acts one and two (laughs) and like hook these are just all things that will like will play on tv all the time if i'm visiting home and i'm not turning it off yeah tbs has probably gotten a ton of money out of hook yeah i was gonna say like things that used to be on tbs are probably a big part of our lists because i feel like that like familiarity factor is definitely part of what makes something feel comforting um i'm I'm a lot more uh, straightforward than both of you when it comes to feeling good because I want to talk about a little movie called Paddington 2. 
Mm. Ah. Yeah, you've been talking about this for a while. I know. I know it's come up recently, but I just have to say to our listeners, if you are looking for something that will make you feel comforted and kind of warm and fuzzy, and but will also make you laugh, and there are some really good performances in it, Paddington 2 is the film for you. Is this... This is... Like... Who's who's the voice of Paddington? Um. Oh no, he played um, uh, Michael Banks in Mary Poppins too. So, oh that guy. Okay. What's his name? Yeah. I don't know. He's so he was cute. In Cloud though. Atlas. Enough said. It's like Ben something. <laughs> ben Wishaw. There you go. Ben Wishaw. That was an assist from Sean. Um, <laughs> it's really cute though, and so yeah, so cute is also an important factor for me. I think in what makes a feel-good movie. Um, But let's delve more into that idea, because what do you think makes something a feel-good movie? So we've already had three totally different definitions. Yeah. I I think, so so not, like, fully acknowledging that mine does not fit this model. (laughs) Uh, I believe that if if someone is setting out to make a feel-good movie, uh, it has to be of the level of, like, at no point, can you like you have to stop watching from laughing? It can't get that funny. Okay. And at no po- at no point can you actually think like, oh, maybe this person's gonna die. You know, like that also can't happen. Like if 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 someone is in that movie and they're over eighty years old, you know that they're gonna be done by the end. But you've had a long enough time to sort of work your way into that. That it's not uh, it's not gonna shock you, right? It's, it's <laughs> just so. If gently... there is death, it's gentle. Oh yeah, no. There's no nothing is going to elevate your heart rate in these for the most part. Okay, so Jer yeah. says middle of the road equals feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, what what say you? I kind of agree that like, um, when you know, like we've talked about this in the Hallmark uh, episode also, where it's like if you know the formula and it's just the different players, there's something just really comforting about. Uh, about, you know, all of that coming in together as, uh, as, as life is expecting it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, should we talk a little bit about what we watched this week? Oh, I've been watching a ton. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of us have. Tell us more. We have been. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think it's like, it's been honestly the steadiest stream like an iv of just feel good <laughs> yeah like i've been on disney plus this entire time <laughs> oh yeah and um, i should say for the record i think we maybe like won't talk as much about disney movies this week um mm. we can but we have some disney content coming in the coming weeks so if listeners are yeah. out there thinking like why aren't y'all talking about mulan it's because Just reasons. Yeah. That she is coming She's around coming. the mountain. She's coming yeah. around the mountain. Sorry, Sean. But that being, with the, but that being with an said, avalanche. Mulan may be the saddest Disney movie that exists. I don't know. I think Eddie Murphy would have something to say about that. But I'm glad that we've now discovered something we can have an argument about for a Disney episode. We're going to save that. Everyone welcome our new guest, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> He's here in my bedroom. Oh, my. <laughs> We're friends. Yes. You guys did always like to live dangerously. Uh, <laughs> okay, Sean, uh, sorry. I think I fully yeah. interrupted you before. We did, yeah. Um, that's okay. Basically, like, I'm not the type that is watching Contagion right now <laughs> or, like, 
You know, I'm watching things that have never even heard of sadness. (laughs) (laughs) Just to fully keep myself above. Um, So something embarrassing that I did this week is that I have, like, as an older millennial, I had never watched the Camp Rock duo. Amazing. Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2. I don't even even know what that is. Jonas Brothers. It's just like... It's oh like a Jonas God. Brothers, Demi Lovato, <laughs> um, oh, 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 like no. camp musical. Oh, Sean! Oh my Jeremy. God! Oh no! Jeremy, you have to, you have to let me, you have to let me tell you that um, it wasn't great, but I was, <laughs> but I did have a very huge fun time. I was yeah. like actually laughing, like very out loud at a few points. Like so, the first one. The Jonas Brothers, only the middle one is part of the film because the other two just drop him off and <laughs> say that you have to teach at this camp because you're a bad bandmate. Uh, so it's just Joe Jonas and he is teaching this like, he's really grumpy diva. Like he's such a prissy like little and he's um, and he teaches a hip hop class and <laughs> And he, it's obviously like outside of his wheelhouse. Have I already talked about this to you guys before? No, <laughs> no. I was like, it feels like I've said this. I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just totally shocked right now. And he's I- just got like flat ironed hair, and he is like teaching people how to hip hop dance, which he obviously cannot do. And that there's this uh, sort of culture of jamming that they're always doing, like let's jam, or like oh she's gonna jam. And it's just someone like getting out of their chair and performing an extremely auto-tuned like song that they just have <laughs> prepared. Um, that's seemingly supposed to like flow, and it's so outrageously not flowing. It's just like it's so funny. And oh, and there's this one character that is into electronic music, and everyone is always like, if she plays, it's like, and they're all like whoa like looking at each other like wow i look what she's whoa like everyone's <laughs> acting so hard and it's just like so horrifically bad anyway i was i had a great time yeah did it make you feel good it did make me feel good it took oh well actually that if i thought about demi lovato then i would oh. feel a little sad now i'm sad but, and I, <laughs> why do we, i watch why do we feel sad for you guys need to keep me in the loop on these things why do we feel well, sad she had a, a rough Disney kid go of it after. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. She know that. struggled with a Ooh. lot of addiction issues and some mental health stuff. Well, that uh, the Disney and mental health that goes hand in hand. Yeah. But uh, okay, I know. All Actually, right. all of those kids, I was like, "Are y'all okay?" <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Demi's on a good road. Yeah, the Mickey Mouse, the, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Rehab Center. when the jokes are too real yeah anything else you want to share with us that you watched this week sean um no okay someone else can go yeah okay jared okay uh this is this might be edging on feel good movie i don't know I love it so much, and it's a feel-good movie to me, and I think anyone who watched it would really enjoy it. Um, so uh, it's called Vampire in Brooklyn. It's a 1995 Eddie Murphy, Wes Craven jam. Uh, it is pretty nuts. Uh, it's sort of like 
uh, Eddie's other movies where he plays multiple characters, except it's a lot more serious. His co-star is Angela Bassett. And it's supposed to be this really serious vampire movie about how he gets shipped in a crate to Brooklyn and starts sort of taking over. And then they, uh, they have to sort of like fight him off and stuff. He is ultimately the villain. And it's, it's really good. It's very interesting. Uh, he does some stuff that's pretty funny, some other stuff that's also really serious. And I just, every time I watch it, I just really enjoy it super, like a ton. I just think it's always so good. What is it about it that makes you feel good? Uh, well, first of all, Eddie Murphy is just, you know, that's my, that's my wheelhouse. He plays at one point, uh, he, as the vampire, changes himself into this, uh, like, uh, evangelist who's on a New York street corner, like, preaching, and, uh, he's talking about how bad God is to, like, screw over all these people because he's a vampire, and he's, like, so I think, uh, there's this, like, neon cross that's, like, slowly burning him in the night, and he's, like, you know, like, preaching and doing all this stuff uh and those parts are really funny so like they they always get me but it's actually he's just always like got to do a dual role that yeah man. always a hundred percent of the time and uh you know just him and Wes craven something works something just makes it work yeah and, not uh, not a duo i would have guessed no no but uh you know they each met each other halfway and something beautiful was born oh <laughs> yeah that's beautiful mm-hmm. um I watched two movies last night. Um, maybe you've heard of them, Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Okay, we we need to separate these into two different categories, like uh-huh. right off the right off the hop. Um, you know, the first one, you have nothing to be ashamed about at all, right? Like, I mean, it's not my jam, but the world seems to love it. And who am I to say who does what now? But that second one, come on, y'all. Come Did you see on, it? You y'all. saw it, right? Oh my! Well, I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Just thinking about that actually makes me feel good. Yeah, you <laughs> only have so many theater visits, and I love that you that was uh, granted that, one of them to that. That might have been before the child, though. When did it come out, Sonia? Not that long, like two, three years ago. I know she no, is less. She, that's 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 how old she is. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think it was within the child's lifetime. Maybe. Anyway. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Go on. You tell us how much you love the movie. I'm not anyway, trying to bring you down. Yeah. I'm just going to say movie musicals. Uh, there's a lot of them on my feel good list because it makes yeah. me feel safe. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but I will tell you the music of ABBA will also really perk up your spirits at this time. <laughs> um, I was really digging it. I was really feeling it. Is this the first time you. No. 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 Okay, okay. And that's part of it. It's partly that familiarity. It's partly that I sang the songs along to my cat, and that was fun for both of us, and she really liked it. Um, And, yeah, so, you know, it just was, it just was a, you know, an escape to a beautiful Greek island Mm -hmm. to the tune of songs from ABBA. Do do, (laughs) Do you listen to ABBA on your Spotify? Is it there? Like, sort of, among many other things. Okay. Usually, if but I've recently a... seen Mamma Mia, it's more likely to be there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But, you know, the Scandinavians, they can really write a pop song. Yeah, that's true. That's, All right, should, that's we, should we do another go-around? Yeah. Sean, Sean what, what else do you watch? Jinx. Um, so I also, this is having a theme now, but I also bought a membership to Broadway HD. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of 
uh, a lot of like plays and musicals uh, on there that they just recorded. And there's a lot of like great ones. I watched Falsettos um, with Andrew Rannells and Christian Borley. And I watched Fan of the Opera and uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat starring. um, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Who is a. It's like a child. Oh, Donny Osmond was, oh. was Joseph. <laughs> I it did was, not see that coming. It was really wild. And just like, and actually, I don't think it's a very good musical, but at the time I was just very, I was very embracing it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, basically I've dug into that. I'll probably dig into a few more of those mm. in the coming time. Oh, but also... Something that I've started doing that uh, I I won't talk about probably on this episode, but friend of the show, Christy Zosman and I, um, as well as a few others, are watching all of the Marvel movies in that the order that they give you because of Disney Plus again. They have basically all of them. Not in chronological order, in the order that they came out in? No, in the order, in the chronological order within the universe. So you so you watch like Captain Marvel first. Like Captain America first, then Captain Marvel. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, and there's a because there's a lot of Marvel films because I just kind of got into it like a couple years ago. Christy just dragged me to them, and I was like, "This is very fun." And now I'm starting to get references, and I'm trying to map the Tesseract, and I'm being a full, full Marvel nerd about it. But oh, I love this for you, Sean. That's it's awesome. It's a good project. Little fanboy Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else did you watch this week, Jer? Uh, I watched uh, another... I think... I think. Uh, I don't think you can have a feel-good movie that you've seen for the first time the more mm. we talk. Mm. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, I watched a little a little movie starring uh, uh, Paul Rudd and Jason Segel called I Love You, Man. Uh, <gasps> it's on my is, list. It's such a crazy funny movie and uh it's you know well it's frankly it's a it's a bromantic comedy i don't know how to describe it any other way jerk can um, i can i just ask rom-com. you an important question yeah is it rush related do you like to slap at a base <laughs> <laughs> i don't but i think it's funny that he does <laughs> Me too. Uh, i uh i don't know i just uh every time i watch it i'm just reminded of how like how awful men are in a really <laughs> cheerful way like nothing is appropriate. None of this is none of what they do is okay. But I think about like my relationship with my dad and brother and I'm like, yeah, that's 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 pretty much how it how it happens. Um anyway, it's uh I should actually tell what the movie's about. Uh it's of course about a uh, a man who has no friends and he's getting married. So he's encouraged to le- to find some friends uh for his wedding party and uh he meets his best friend and they have a very interesting and intimate relationship where uh you know, advice is shared. People are told to give it back. Things of that nature, and uh, and uh, at the end, uh, Lou Ferrigno is in his wedding party, <laughs> and <laughs> and there's a a rush to the wedding scene. It's uh, it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, and it stars great. Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Yeah, well, so that's I delightful. Li- I have this little list that I would like to read to you guys right now. Okay. Uh, yes. And uh, I, I just want, I just want, I just want to know if this rings true for you. If it does for me, okay. So here's the list. Ready? Brendan Fraser, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Paul Rudd. 
What, the what's list. the list? Is this an F Mary Kill situation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could be. But I feel like... That, People that, I would that, marry? No, that those three gentlemen make up probably 90% of the feel-good movies that are currently being produced in the past 20 years. You're not wrong. I mean, That's I... That's very true. I, like, I was, you know, like, I was looking through it, and, like, I don't know, this is, like, I'm not, I'm just bringing, but I watched, uh... Jumanji, the first one, the new, the new one. Mm, like, I haven't seen any of them yet. I haven't brought yeah. myself to the new ones yet. Anyway, I was bored. This was a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Well, let's just, I'll just put it on," and like, you know, it wasn't awful, like, <laughs> which is some saying something, but like, you, mostly you know, because of the rock. Uh, he was definitely bringing it. Like he, Dwayne knows what he has, and he knows how to leverage that into. <laughs> what people want that's definitely you, true I don't, I don't know if you guys watched his snl f- performance where he perfor- performed the song franchise viagra where uh you add a little bit of the rock and then the, the franchise just comes back <laughs> because he's been inserted into all these things but it's kind of true like it's, it's kind of true. true yeah and uh in the case of jumanji he and kevin hart have have you know and jack black does his thing and it works and uh, I cannot remember that actress's lady Nebula. Oh, Karen from... Gillan. Yes, Karen, yeah. and mm. she's very funny. And like you know, you've just got this whole this whole package all of a sudden. There's a Jonas brother in there. I didn't really care for him. Is but, there? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. It's probably Nick. Probably. Yeah. Nick. <laughs> and, and guess what? You see, spoiler alert. You see him get older, and guess who plays him? Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. Adam Brody. Call- Colin Hanks. Yeah. <gasps> I was close oh. with Adam Brody. Yeah. Though. You were. You were. Good um, casting on my part. Mm-hmm. I kind of went into a deep dive on Nick Jonas because I found <laughs> out that he was the reason that the Jonas Brothers like got popular because he was a little child Broadway baby. And oh. I found a photo of him as um, Gavroche. I was going to guess Gavroche. I was literally about yeah. to be like, was he Gavroche? He was Gavroche. It's a very, <laughs> very cute photo. Um, anyway, so I was like, man, Nick, Nick sparked this entire franchise. Nick Erasure. Everybody loves Joe. Okay, it's funny that you bring up Brendan Fraser, though, Jeremy, because one of the other films I watched this week, which actually should maybe have been like the first thing I brought up. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you guys saw George of the Jungle? Uh, Oh. It's been a long time, but it's a good show. It was a great show. It hit different in these dark times. And it just like rekindled my soul. He's so handsome. Leslie Mann's so cute and so funny. Um, we got Holland uh, Taylor as a villain. He's so yeah. perfect as the villain. And um, that movie's it's kind of crazy, right? It's like, kind of crazy of, how good it is. Yeah, but there's also like a lot of like fourth wall breaking and like yeah. all sorts of random things. Yeah, like, like the, the humor cartoon. is so wacky. Yeah, there's yeah. like the beginning cartoon. Um yeah, there's a lot of like direct address to camera. Um a lot of like kind of meta jokes about what's happening and then the actors will like make a reference to what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's I really I I went into it being like oh. I hope that a this isn't hugely problematic in a way I don't remember which mostly wasn't. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad that the the like um, group of guides who help yeah. them through the jungle, none of them have names, but mm-hmm. the way that they're portrayed is is good, um, or like mostly good. Um, 
but also I didn't know if I would think it was funny, and I laughed pretty much top to bottom. Nice. This is what yeah. I like to hear. It was great. Yeah. And Brendan I Fraser. Watch it again. Mm. Oh, he's cut. Yeah. Delicious. Cut, cut, cut. He was. That was. I think that was the first like uh, thing I'd ever seen where on ET they were just talking about how he got into shape for George of the Jungle. <laughs> Like it's 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 like such a Camille Nanjiani typical thing now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it absolutely was a thing about him talking about how it was that, and then it was the movie Three Hundred, and then it was everyone after Chris Pratt. Like that's how that yeah. happened. Yeah. But he was definitely the first of like, yeah, I just had protein shakes and did a lot of sit ups. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's really just funny. that simple. Yeah. Oh, why aren't we all doing it? But yeah. for real well, though. He's lost it now, which is a little sad, but I yeah. mean, what can you do? Wow. He has he has deeper issues. Does, Does he? he? God. He's like he yeah, he's got some stuff. Well, he he got a really bad injury <gasps> doing a, a tricky stunt, and so he has like chronic pain. Oh my god. And then he's like trying to he's like had to sue. He's been in like legal battles. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Oh my god. Oh, well, Brendan. We, we, we want you to come back, Brendan. We want you to come back. I know. Back. Our, our hearts are with you, Brendan. Our hearts are yeah. with you in these times. <laughs> and with that very happy note, <laughs> we have to take our, <laughs> our break. Uh, so we are going to go give ourselves a hug, have a smile, <laughs> and hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more spoiler alert here on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to be talking more feel-good movies and shows in just a minute here. Um, but first, do you guys, um, do you know what, what time it is? Or... Time is slipping away from me. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's game time, people. <gasps> oh! Yeah, 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 yeah! For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the, uh, the game is where I spend quite a bit of time this week looking for a feel-good movie that these two have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a good laugh. Are you two ready to play the game? Yeah! Yes! (laughs) This week's title is Blast from the Past. That title again, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Sean, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, so I believe that this is about a woman who is just going about her normal life and then she gets smacked in the head with something um, and suffers a brain injury. And when she wakes up, every person that she interacts with is an ex-boyfriend of hers. Uh, like everyone, <laughs> everyone that she works with or meets anywhere. And so she's like trying to navigate this world while also like hating a lot of the people that she comes in contact with. But she becomes friends with a a guy that she used to date when she was like 10 and they last touch and he becomes her sort of sidekick and confidant and helps her try to get out of it. And obviously they eventually fall in love. And uh, that's the end. <laughs> Honestly, nice. that sounds okay. cute and I would watch it and it would probably yeah. be on this list of movies. <laughs> that, would probably, that would probably sell. That would probably yeah, sell. Yeah, it would sell. You should write it, Sean. You got time. I got time. <laughs> okay, I think Blast from the Past is about um, a modern-day ecological crisis where the CO2 levels are rising 
even faster than scientists were predicting, and they can't figure out why. And then they realize that what killed the dinosaurs was actually a giant dinosaur fart. Oh my and God. now that fart, which was trapped in a bubble in the ice of one of the polar ice caps, is that now blast. is now thawing, and so the blast from the past is gonna kill us all. Is it just and a so, big ominous like? Yeah, like, like as it's escaping, <laughs> the fart heard round the world. Um, Sonia, how how does it end? How do they well, solve so, this? So a scientist. Uh, luckily, has figured out how to travel in time. Who's who's the scientist played by? Um, Brendan Fraser. It's his okay, comeback. There you go. Yeah, and um, he and his romantic lead, because you need one of those, obviously, um, go back in time to try and deal with the dinosaurs' digestive issues so that this fart won't happen. Nice. And that's a problem, okay. obviously, because then humans maybe won't exist if the dinosaurs ever died. But I didn't think that through when I started saying this. So that's they got a time machine; they can fix it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, both of you actually were kind of close in different ways. Fine. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say you're not close, uh, <laughs> but uh, you certainly didn't win. Uh, Blast from the Past is a 1999 American comedy uh, starring Brendan Fraser. <gasps> Wait, wait for this cast, y'all. Brendan Fraser, Alicia Silverstone, Christopher Walken, Sissy Spacek, Dave Foley. Can it get any better? Okay, so if you have not seen this movie, you should. And I probably would have talked about it if it wasn't for the game. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get into it. So basically, let me pitch you a movie. It's the, it's the Cold War, and and uh, Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek live in a, you know, in suburbia. And they think that the bomb is coming, so they go down to this very elaborate shelter that Christopher Walken has made underneath their house, uh, near L.A., and uh, a plane crashes on their house, just uh, through, you know, uh, through happenings. Sissy Spacek is, of course, pregnant, and she has the ba- a baby shortly thereafter under the underneath. So after 35 years, young Brendan Fraser is raised in the 1950s lifestyle his parents know and love. And he gets to go out into 1999, I think L.A., I think he's down in L.A., and uh, he has to navigate the world and find enough supplies and a wife to go back down into the shelter in, like, a week or something. That's the only time his dad will give him to go out and find... Anyway, hilarity ensues. Yeah, that sounds great. He finds out about gay people and computers, and it's great. (laughs) Gay people and computers is the name of my biography, also. Anyway, if you have not seen Blast from the Past, I highly recommend it. It is ridiculous. Um, it's kind of a... We're basically living Brendan Fraser's life then. Like, yeah. we're just like, <laughs> like, we can't be watching Room. We can't watch Blast from the Past. <laughs> it's, it's true. It'll be too triggering. There you go. Uh, the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town. The Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center. Oh, how we miss you so much. Oh, my <laughs> Boy, howdy, if we what could. What I wouldn't give. If we could. And, and in my dreams, that spirit bear is over 48 school buses tall. <laughs> when I close my eyes, that spirit bear ushers me, <laughs> ushers me right to that screen. Uh, and someday we will go back, and I swear to God, we're going to go once a week or something. I'm going to eat so much movie popcorn, I die. Oh, my God. We're going to... Oh, you're going to get an impacted colon from all those kernels. <laughs> Worth it. 
<laughs> the game a, is also brought to you by the Look and Listen Lottery, a very oh important CJTR fundraiser, which ends this week. Oh, my oh, God. I, did, I completely forgot about the Look and Listen Lottery. I know. we. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, I'll did. sell you a ticket if you want one. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, you guys? I just checked. There's only two tickets left. Wow. So you better, you better rush. That's incredible. Jer- Jer's the only one who forgot about it. Everyone else was out buying their tickets. That's true. It's ticket true. sales end Wednesday at noon. The draw is this Friday at 8.45 a.m. There's some amazing prizes. You can get all the info at cjtr.ca. Get that looking list lottery, y'all. Because I just yeah. don't want anyone to miss out. And for anyone worrying, I know some of the prizes are travel related. You're going to be able to use it at a time when travel is a thing that we can do. Yeah, and you'll be loving your life when you're sliding over to sunny Portugal Mm -hmm. on a plane and you're allowed to be there. Yep. It'll be beautiful. Okay, so get those tickets. Now, let's make ourselves feel good again (laughs) (laughs) after thinking about travel Um, and talk about some of the other things we like to watch to feel good. Okay, I feel like this conversation has been very movie-centric so far. Which mm-hmm. is fine. We did start out as a movie podcast, but we've branched out, and we're also yeah. an other things podcast. So, what about some TV shows that y'all feel like are feel goods? Oh, uh, um, one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite television series of all time is called Happy Endings. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And it's basically it's like a very standard, you know, rom com or not rom com sitcom premise where it's just six you know mid-30s people trying to navigate the world and get into crazy situations it's very it honestly is basically friends except (laughs) i don't like friends at all this like happy endings is like the jokes per minute are coming at you it's very funny all the characters are hilarious and very well written and it's just a show that i when I watch a show and I feel jealous that I didn't write it, that's when I like. That's when I feel that I kind of enjoy a, something, and yes. that is this is one of those films or series. People have told me to watch Happy Endings a lot of times, so maybe maybe it'll be a core watch. You it's should. Good. It's really good. Yeah. There's only like three seasons or something. It was tragically canceled, but it's very funny. Yeah, I feel like that's true you. of all the best shows. That took you like like four days to watch in the current setting. Well, finals are over next week, so and then I I'm know. gonna have unlimited time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I'm I not scared that you're about still it going at all. To <laughs> I mean, sort of. <laughs> I'm still yeah. I'm still going through some motions school. of being in school. <laughs> She's enrolled. I'm, in, I'm enrolled and still paid yeah, for it. Yeah, not that I'm bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> Jared, what about some shows that make you feel good? Um, I've recently attempted to retackle the mountain that is called Community. Mm. Um, when it came out, uh, a bunch of my friends were like, "You need to watch this show. Like you, like you got to watch it." And uh, the first three seasons, I think I can say, are really great. I really enjoy them a lot. Uh, obviously, it's another Dan Harmon who I'm a fan of. Uh, a lot of his work. Uh, but um. I'm I'm in season five or six, I think. There's six seasons, so I'm probably in five. Um, and I just picked up where I left off kind of thing. Uh, and have you guys watched Community? I have, have but I haven't watched I the later. Because like, Jan Harmon 
stops being the showrunner at some point, right? <laughs> and then in the and now he's back. Oh, okay. Um, and it's good. Like it's got a lot of the same things. A lot of the cast have left at this point. Uh, well, not a lot, but they've been replaced. And but uh, you remember, like you know how there's the paintball episode. Yeah. You know how it's like like a normal show and then like paintball episode and then normal show kind of th- not not quite, but that yeah. at this point each episode is another paintball episode. Like they are cranking it to eleven every single time. And uh, you know, a part of me is just sitting there thinking like how much time has to be in between these two events for them to just clean this up. Like <laughs> yeah. like like uh they played a you know, a weekend long game of the floor is lava. And then, you know, like, almost literally the next episode, they had, like, a futuristic school. And I was like, you can't do that. Like, you'd take an army of custodians to (laughs) figure that out. You'd be dealing with that for, you know, I've thrown, I've thrown large events at the university and these things take weeks to clean up. There's no way. (laughs) It's not, it's not possible. I love this practical Jare moment. Yeah. uh, Anyway, but I I don't know. uh, I think I'm going to finish... Uh, but uh, Donald Glover is now gone yeah, on the show. Yeah, it's not as good without him. That's sad. Yeah. And uh, I did like Chevy Chase, even with the friction. Like, I I, 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 I did enjoy him. So, we'll see. I don't yeah. know if I'll be able to finish. I don't know. I feel like it's so tricky with that show because... I was a I was a pretty big fan like while the chaos was happening mm-hmm. and it was just such a roller coaster of like it got canceled and then no it was moving to this network and then oh it's back and it's going to be okay and then oh Dan Harmon was kicked off the show um so I think it just is like it's like reflected in the show you can kind of feel that disruption and that last Absolutely. season where he came back it's like he just was like yeah, he he let go of the expectation that there would be any connection to reality. I feel like in that last season, mm. didn't but they make a joke about seasons... like finding a gas leak or something? Yeah, and they're like, I think so. and then they're like, that explains the last crazy years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like there were a lot of meta jokes like that about the situation, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it would make for a very cohesive like watch through. But I might do that also because yeah, but I'm I curious. I think without. I think without Dan Harmon, like like uh, the phrase Changnesia comes to mind, and I remember watching it, thinking like, "What is like? Where are we? Yeah. Like, like, what is this even?" And so, at least with Dan Harmon, they can rein it in to like, "Oh, I enjoyed that episode. Like, I enjoyed yeah. that that thing." But uh, having every episode be it is just too much. Um. I feel like I'm the most basic person on earth if you look at this list of feel-good TV shows that I love. Let me just read mm-hmm. it to you. Is it going to be Bob's Friends? Burgers, Parks and Rec, The Good Place, Queer Eye, New Girl, Shit's Creek, Kim's Convenience. I feel like I'm every woman, Canadian woman in her 20s with that list. I've never watched Kim's Convenience. Oh, Kim's Convenience, I would say, is a very good feel-good watch. It's some quality Canadian programming. And I like to uh, see Canadian programming coming back. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you haven't... Sonia Baroness Von Sketcho is not oh, on that list. That's actually... It should be because yeah, I'm obsessed. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I haven't watched no, it in a minute, though. Oh, man. That is... Whew. I better That's do some it. good TV. Yeah. That is some brilliant work. Sean, I assume you like Baroness Von Sketch? I... Yeah. I actually <gasps> like... I don't really like sketch shows oh, in general. Oh, we've talked about that before. It's, it makes mm-hmm. me a little uncomfy, but I do like a few of their their sketches that I've seen them that have gone teensy viral. 
They're, they are very mm-hmm. clever. Very funny. Yeah. Um, okay, before we move into what you're watching, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I would like to give us this opportunity to talk about any feel-good watches we feel that our listeners should watch that we haven't already had the opportunity to talk about. So I'm going to open the floor to my esteemed colleagues here. Uh, I'll, I'll jump on. I'll jump on that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you now have the time. If you have not seen these, you need to watch them. And if you have not seen them all in a row, you need to watch them. And I am, of course, talking about the flea... The th- oh my god, I can't even read. I am, of course, talking about the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Okay? I'm talking mm. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, mm. and what the hell is the last one called? <laughs> uh, the End of the World. At the World's End. At World's End. End. Yes. No, um, wait, isn't that a Pirates of the Caribbean one? It's like at the end of the world or something. <laughs> I, I'm looking it up. I think I think it's Pirates of the it's, Caribbean at World's it's, End. It's it's I think it's it's isn't it called the world? Oh my god! I think it's like the end of the world. World's End. I don't know. Anyway, I know what you're talking about, and it's a good movie. Is it? And uh, you know they have nothing to do with one another, and uh, the only thing really is that great. they have cornettos that are like involved <laughs> sometimes. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Uh, they're very funny British comedies. Yeah, I actually have uh, not seen Hot Fuzz. It's oh man, it's the best one. Yeah, I think it's the best one too. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's the World's End, is what it's called. Okay, not at at World's End. You are correct. (laughs) Is the Pirates of the Caribbean, but those are very similar titles. (laughs) Or the the end of the world, the uh, James Franco one. There's a lot of oh, that was. That was terrible. There's a lot of end of the world movies. There are certainly a lot of those. Yes, could be now. Yeah. Um, Sean or Jared, was there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, I got a lot on my list. Uh, if you've not seen the rundown, you should watch the rundown. Mm. Uh, that's uh, from back back in the day, so to speak. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson before he was famous, and uh, the guy who played Stifler uh, okay. in a, a crazy jungle adventure. Uh, oh. And if you have not seen... Oh, it's super great. You guys have not seen the rundown? No. Nope. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. That's why we have watch, the game. You watch some rundown. <laughs> you get the rundown. Okay, is that it? Yeah, let's uh, leave it there. Sean? Um, this is, uh, you know, I'm as a project for myself also, but I think people should be doing is I'm look going back and watching a bunch of sort of older Hollywood films that I've obviously heard about and know what's going on, but I've never seen. Mm. And I feel like I just need to like scrape the plate and like come at it with, (laughs) come at it very informed. Cause we did watch, uh, you know, a few during an whole old Hollywood episode, but Mm -hmm. it mostly made me realize how many more I have not watched. Mm. So I would be interested in doing that. That's a very worthy project. Maybe there's like a nice. TCM app out there or something. Oh, I wish. Cool. Um, okay, I'm just going to do a few. None of these are probably going to surprise my co-hosts. Um, She's the Man. Classic. Class. So classic. Makes you feel good in your heart. Um, Babe. <laughs> I feel like that's oh, one that's worth revisiting. I always felt that was a downer. I think just the uh, just even the part where he dances with Babe. 
Remember when yes. farmers start dancing? <laughs> like dance. that alone, I think, would cure your depression. Um, just kidding. That's how depression works. Um, Little Miss <laughs> Sunshine is one that I plan to come back to. Um, Groundhog Day, I feel like that always cheers me up. These are all movies everyone's seen. Um, oh, Hunt for the Wilder People is like one of my all-time favorite movies, and I feel like it's such a feel-good. Taika mm. Waititi directed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, anything by Mel Brooks. Um, and then I also watched Little Women again today, um, which I know is oh. not a sort of straight up and down feel good um, because I did cry about a hundred times. But I think there's something to be said for a comfy period piece. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you that. Oof. Okay, well now it's time for us to go into a little segment we call "What You Watching." So, boys, Ooh. what you been watching? Well, I got myself to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. As I've been telling, as I've been saying, I basically work for Disney now. Yeah. Um. But so there was a there was a a movie a cart like a Pixar co- a movie called Onward that was oh, supposed man. to be in theaters, but obviously it can't. So they just plopped it right on Disney Plus, and it was very nice of them. And I watched it, and it's very sweet. Yeah, you and liked it, it. I did. It's about like a a sixteen year old sort of elf child who they live in a world where all these magical beings but they live like real lives because they've kind of forgot about magic so there's just like elves and unicorns and stuff but they all are bureaucratic people and then he discovers that his deceased dad kind of did know magic and so then he goes on a quest with his uh older like kind of dumb brother chris pratt to like bring his dad back using magic for like a day and it's very heartwarming, and I very much had fun. That nice. sounds cute. I might uh, watch it. I will say that we, I, I had no interest in watching it, and never before has a trailer sold me on something so hard uh, with their sort of Weekend at Bernie's-esque elements, yes. uh, <laughs> which, very... which, which I, I now feel like I got to watch, so... Man, very that's good, saying something. very good. Yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a gang of like motorcycle fairies that are like they're like the toughs. They're just like small fairies that drive motorcycles and like beat people up, and they're always trying to avoid them. Um, there's it's just very funny, very escapist. Cute. Yeah. Jer, what you been watching? Okay. Uh as as you have done to me in the past, I'm going to shift the show. I'm doing. I'm shifting. I'm shifting the show, also because it's taken up so much of my time. Uh, so what people may or may not know about me, or could you know likely presume, listening to me for more than a lot of time, uh, I do play quite a few video games. Uh, and uh, I, a friend before we got into this craziness uh, lent me a little game called Death Stranding. Uh, and it actually stars, I'm going to hold up the cover, Norman Reedus. I don't know if you can tell. Oh. But uh, there's all these famous actors that they have scanned and put into this video game. And uh, they, um, for the cutscenes, they filmed all of them in motion capture and then, like, filled it in after. Is actually some really incredible stuff. So there's really a lot of good camera work as well. Like, it's always handheld, so you can always see it moving, which I've never seen in a video game. Anyway, um, uh, it is an absolutely wild ride, uh, and it is the strangest story I have ever encountered, 
Uh, I have never hated a video game character so much. It's not Norman Reedus. It's this other lady. But uh, holy cow, uh, just an amazing story. So I hate to limit people like this, but if you uh, have a PS4, I recommend you play it. And if you don't have one, I recommend you grab one to play this game. Uh, Just because the story is absolutely bananas. And uh, it's essentially about a delivery boy. He's a delivery man is what his job is. And you're kind of uh, just taming this wilderness and trying to bring people together. But uh, it's insane. Cool. Wait, sorry, what was it called again? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Did Norman yes. Reedus play a delivery boy? Yeah. Isn't he like yeah. 60 years old? Yeah, it's, it's great. It makes no sense. It's like, uh, it's, it's almost like seeing sci-fi for the first time, which is like a very big compliment, I think. Mm. But, yeah, but I think so um, yeah, no, it's just this totally different and crazy world, and it's dark and scary, and it involves a baby that cries at you and things go bad. Ooh. And like, it's just, it's just, it's just on paper insane, but it works. So fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like many people out there, I have been trying to find some creative ways to um, engage with my pals in in the quarantine. Um, and so this week, a couple pals and I jumped on a little thing called Netflix Party, which allows you to um, stream things on Netflix at the same time. There's a little chat window. Um, and we decided to have some adult beverages and watch a little film called Twilight. Oh, uh, perhaps yeah. you've heard of it. <laughs> In which a 17-year-old girl falls in love with a 108-year-old vampire, and then um, <laughs> they have various shenanigans for four, uh, no, sorry, five movies, because there's two parts to the last movie. We only watched the first one, but I think we're going to watch all of them. Um, it was just really fun to roast something that used to be important to me as a teen, but that now I see is so profoundly problematic and really quite bad. <laughs> I'll say bad <laughs> Um, it's weird because both Kristen Stewart and, um, Robert Pattinson have since, I feel, become quite good actors. Kristen Stewart maybe less so, but definitely Robert Pattinson has come into his own. Um, and it's just really funny to see them in this, um, garbage movie. Uh, I, I have a lot of comments about Twilight, Sonia. Okay. A lot. I'd like to we hear could prob- We, we should could probably, probably do, do a show. Yeah, we should probably. Oh my but, god, uh, I haven't seen any of them. I would have, oh, to, I would have to do the work. A, it's oh, a train wreck. But the thing it. that I, I always have to bring up is that these people are good actors, and they were directed to act the way they did. I know. Like, this was a choice made by someone who was like, no, this is what you need to do. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the subreddit, uh, Men Writing Women. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, this is something like that, and I'm not sure what it is. Like, it's like, you know, like idiots writing people or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but, you uh, know what? That's... We should do an episode because I also have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well. On that very exciting note that I'm very excited for, uh, (laughs) that is all the time we have for this week. I'd like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my beloved co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR for keeping the station going in this uh, wild time, and of course to you, our beloved listeners, who we hope are doing well. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6pm, rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Stay safe and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.